I'm sure. So um, it's also uh, on the back screen as well, if that helps. It might be easier to read that one even. Too loud? Am I too loud? No. No? Good, because I know I'm a loud person. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part... But when completeness comes, what is it in part disappears? This goes forever. (laughs) When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. Great, thank you. Love, that's the topic today. Uh, we've been looking through the book of Hebrews over the last period of time, the last term, and uh, Hebrews has a great theme of, of Jesus and his greatness and how we should look to Jesus. This whole idea of faith and having hope for our future, uh, and it definitely talks about love, but love doesn't get a huge mention in the book of Hebrews. Uh, so that's where we're headed today, uh, thinking about that beautiful passage in 1 Corinthians 13 on love. So uh, as we come to uh, love today, I wanted to think for a moment, you're welcome to call out where you are. What's love about today? And what do you think when you think about our society as a whole? What what is central to love? I put a bit of a picture up there to maybe prompt us a little bit. Emotion, companionship, yep. Caring, yes. Compassion, that's right. Passion, yes. Yep, so a whole heap of things that our society would call love. Um, Would you say our society really has understood love completely, as in 
as, as we would understand from God's. Because uh, I've got a few thoughts for us to think about in this whole idea of love. Um, would sometimes we say love in our society is based on outward appearances? What do you think? Yes? Okay. What about, would you say, I think this is a big one, would you say love is based on feelings? Yeah, I think that's a huge one in our society. And would you say that we would encourage reciprocal love? I would only love if you love me back. If you don't love me back, I'm just going to sort of turn you away a bit. Does that sound true? And would we say sometimes love can be self-focused in our society? It's about what I can get out of the relationship. What I can get for me, and if it's not giving anything to me, well, it's time to step back from that relationship. And I guess we see that in the number of broken relationships around at the moment. So, if we think about what the society says about love, and then we take a few big steps back, and we think about the way that God views love, it's so different, and about the very nature of God. Because... As we saw before in that short reading at the start, um, love originates from God. That's where the whole idea of love, it comes from God. God who in His very being is love. That's, uh, that's something that just cries out throughout the Bible, that there is a God who is full of love for His people. A God that cares greatly for those that He has made and who's given a purpose to in life. God is a, a God who's full of love and is willing to give up so much in showing and demonstrating His love to this world. And where more do we need to look to the love of God than to the cross, where the love of God is just poured out for humanity, for you and for me. And of course, the fact that God has created us with such abilities and, and such a, a position of of, of, of um, honor and ability in this world as humans we are so blessed by God's love and if we think through the book of Corinthians if you've ever looked through the book of Corinthians you would have to say that there's a lot going on in that church in fact you would say that at times it's very messed up there's a lot going on Uh, without a doubt they are a very gifted group if you look through the whole book there is no doubt that those people had a lot of gifts and a lot of abilities But unfortunately, there was a lot of fighting. They were a very disunited uh, group. They were doing and saying some horrible things. They even got communion really messed up. Um, That's the picture of what's going on. And in chapter 8, before we get to chapter 13, we read these words. There was an idea that they were getting really caught up about food and food sacrifice to idols. And it says here, Uh, We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Let's think about that for a moment. Knowledge puffs up. People get ideas, they get this wisdom, these ideas, and it puffs them up. They can sort of bang their chest together, I guess, and not necessarily physically, but the way that they draw attention to themselves, because they're a know-it-all. I know things that you don't know, therefore you should look to me. I'm important. That's not the way love is. Love's the opposite. Love isn't about self-centered building up. It's about building up other people, about encouraging them, growing them up. 
as it continues, those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. What a beautiful reminder here. But whoever loves God is known by God. Do you know God? Do you know God? Then you are loved by God. God loves you so deeply. What more in life could there be to desire than the love of God? To be known by the God who has made us and the God who wants to bless us. That beautiful picture that I'm accepted by God and that He wants good for me. I have this right relationship and so I've received love. That is behind this whole image of love. We are known by God. And it's from that acceptance, from that love of God, that when we step out to love other people, that we care about others because love has been shown so greatly to us. And that is so central to our reading today, that love is essential. Because what we do matters absolutely. But it's also why we're doing it that matters. We can do all sorts of things But ultimately, it can be about drawing attention to us. It can be self-seeking. But we can do all sorts of stuff. And it can be about showing love to those around us. Building people up. Because you can do some incredible things. And that's where the star of the reading was getting at today. You can speak in tongues of men, human languages. We can have all sorts of human languages. And we can even speak in the tongues of angels. A spiritual gift, speaking in tongues. Uh, of angels. We can have that and yet not have love. We can have prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. It's saying not only we could understand the things of God, but we could also understand the things of this world, have worldly wisdom, this, this knowledge. We could even have faith that can move mountains. This is talking about a faith that can get through any obstacle. I'm going to trust And have faith in God that whatever I'm facing, I'm going to get through it. I could give all that I possess to the poor. Every single cent given away to those in need. These are incredible things. Or I could even surrender my body over to the flames. This idea that we could give our whole body up in the service of others or in some for some sort of cause. But once again, these are all impressive things and things that are, are, are something that are just incredible when you look through this list. But it's all about why we're doing them in the first place. Because we could do all these things to bring glory to ourselves or we could do all these things to show love. Are we doing these things to bring attention to us and puff us up or are we doing this to build others up? That's the question that's behind all of this. Because if we take love out of the picture, if we put a big cross through love and take love out of what we're doing, What are we and what's going on? I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. I am nothing and I gain nothing. What a pointless activity if we take love out. A resounding gong, does that sound good? Or a clanging cymbal? Would you like to sit next to a clanging cymbal all day? No, of course not. These are terrible expressions. They're not good at all. And if we take love out of our lives... What are we doing? We're just a noise. Uh, We become nothing in God's eyes and we gain nothing if we take love out. If it's all about us, if it's all about puffing ourselves up 
it's not looking good at all. Where are we headed in life? And we say, well, what about today? Is this happening? We were saying that there was different pictures of, of what love is today. I want us to think a bit about this idea of knowledge. Uh, in our days, we so want to train people up in knowledge. We have universities and we want to equip them with all this knowledge. But tell me, what happens if you want to get an expert out from a university or somewhere else to give you a bit more information? What do you have to do? If you are going to call an expert in, what's the first thing they're probably going to want to ask you for? Money. That's right. They're going to say, if you want my knowledge, my expertise, you're going to have to give me a whole heap of knowledge to come out and speak to you. If you want me to share what's going on. And so... What's going on there? Is love central to what's taking place there? I think there's something to challenge there about the idea of love. But think about people who get knowledge, but then they go out to serve others. I'm thinking of, of someone who, who might go out to a, a country in need or, or another situation. They take some knowledge and they, they go there and they just go to help and to build up for a very little wage at all. They just want to help out. What a different picture we see of that knowledge because it's being used in love. And so the reminder here for us is whatever we're doing, love is to be behind what we're doing. It's not about puffing ourselves up, it's about love. And as it makes clear in this passage, it needs to be lived out. Love is to be lived out all the time. It's yes, having loving words. Yes, having loving thoughts but it also has to move into loving deeds. What we do with our time, uh, our actions that we undertake. Love requires action from us. It's not all about romantic love. And that's why I put a picture up of two people helping each other or someone helping someone up a hill because it's, it's about every relationship we have. Every relationship should be governed by love. We've received love from God and so we show love in each interaction. It's quite a challenge when we think about it. And the list of what we are to do is impressive. If you've mastered this list, I'd love to sit down with you after the service and tell me, talk about how you've mastered it. Because I think there's something to go on and to challenge us here. It starts out by saying love is patience. That's already a challenge for me straight away. Being patient in life. So I want it here and I want it now. I don't want to have to wait. I want it all now. But yet we're called to be patient. And I think there's a real ability in the way that we relate to people. How many times can we see something in their lives and we're like, oh, I've got to tell them that's wrong. I've got to sort of say a, a word into their situation. Well, maybe we should actually be a bit patient. Rather than bringing some sort of challenging word, maybe we should just carefully think through. Hold our tongues for a moment. Am I really supposed to be speaking into them right now? Love is kind. All about kindness, kind actions, kind words. Of course, it can involve the truth, but they need to be kind. It does not envy. Who remembers what envy is? What's envy? Tell me. Yes, we want what other people have. Give me that. I want it. That looks good, that Ferrari over there. Give it to me. I want it. Oh, well, it can be linked to jealousy. That's right. Absolutely. We want what other people have. But that's not, that's not our lives. If we've received God's love, let's be happy in that. Share what we have with others. 
It does not boast. Boasting. I used the term know-it-all before. That's a bit about what's going on here. Someone who's like, oh, I know it all, come to me and I'll give you the answers. I'm, I'm the important one with all this understanding or knowledge. Come to me. Um, that's not a good thing as it says here. It's not proud. Oh, I've done so well in life. I've achieved this. I'm so great. That's what's going on there. In the Greek days, they talks about, I've read a few times, people used to like oil their bodies up and they had these real physiques and they, they'd show off their manly um, power and, and stuff and pound their chest, all that stuff, drawing attention to themselves for who they were or what they've achieved. That's not what it's about. It does not dishonor others. I know we talk a lot about respect, um, particularly if you do anything around schools. and um, It's an amazing uh, challenge to be full of respect, but it's very easy to dishonor, to pull someone down, say negative words about someone, to pull their name down. That's not what love is. And it's not self-seeking. It's not about trying to get more for yourself. Here's a real challenge because our society around us is telling us, work hard, get more for yourself, Build yourself up. Be successful. But no, love is about, no, I'm going to try to give to serve other people. And it only continues. If that first half was enough of a challenge, it just goes on. It's not easily angered. I'm sure all of us at times can get angry about something. It keeps no record of wrongs. Here's a big one. Close relationships, how easy is it to, to mull over things that people have done wrong? To keep a list or, oh, remember last year when you did that? Or five years ago when you did that? I'm still hurting from what you did to me. There's a call here to, to love in a sacrificial way to let go of that. Love does not delight in evil. Of course not. We're not going to delight in the things that are anti-God's but it rejoices with the truth. And some beautiful words as it continues, it always protects. What a beautiful thing to think about our relationships that we would try to protect those around us, trying to lift them up uh, in many ways as we protect them. Always trusts. We take people for their word. We trust them. Always hopes and always perseveres. What a challenge. What a challenge for us to get on with this idea of love. I'm not sure if you can see that clearly, um, but we actually put that, um, uh, I'm not trying to boast here, but I'm just trying to say that we put that by our kitchen table, or our dining table. It's on the wall and we often look at this. It's something that we're trying to aim in in life. We're trying to let the Word of God sink into our lives and let it shape us. And so we talk about different aspects I'd uh, be happy to print you off one and laminate it for you if you'd like to stick it up. Um, because it's a, a challenge that we want to work on. Um, and it's very easy, I think, to love people when they love us back. It's, it's, love's not that hard if we know that people are going to show us kindness and, and love back. But it's very hard when other people are not being kind back. That's the real challenge, and I'm sure we can all relate to that. We're kind to someone and they treat us terribly and yet God's calling us once again to love them back not to get worked up but to love
So what do you need to work on this list? We've just been through all these action words, or most of them are doing words. What in your life do you need to work on? Is it about not boasting? Is it about um, delighting in the truth? Is it about being kind and patient? Is it persevering? There's so many aspects here for us to work on, of where to, to grow and mature in what God would want us to do. And you might say, well, well, does it really matter if I go unloving? Well, yes, greatly. Because let's not get caught up on the, temp- the temporary stuff because God wants us to grow in love because love remains forever. Not just for a little blip of time like our current existence. Love is going to last for all time into eternity. Love lived out. Our Christian character at work is what's going to last for all time. As we love God and as we look forward to eternity, eternity in heaven is going to be a place of perfect love where everyone loves God and everyone loves each other perfectly. So let's work on what matters now for eternity now. Let's get good at loving now because that's where we're headed. In verse 8, we're reminded that love never fails. Where there are prophecies, where there are tongues, where there is knowledge, all that is going to disappear when we get to heaven because everything will be known. There won't be any hidden mysteries anymore. Everything will be perfectly known. And what will remain will be love. And love will never fail us now or into heaven. And so we have this picture of growing up. Lots of people here in this room have grown up. They used to be children and now they're adults. But it's talking about here this idea that, that it's all over this passage and this section. It's about what we do with our time and our efforts. Because when we're young, we sort of just go for what's in front of us. We grab at things. What can I get? We sort of do that grabbing for me attitudes. But as we get older and as we mature, we start to think about the well-being of others. We start thinking, oh, how can I help others? How can I show love to them? And that's the same in the Christian journey. As we grasp God's love, as we mature, we get greater at love. We get greater at, at, at loving God and loving people. And so we start asking questions about, Lord, help me to love. Who can I love? What can I do in this life? Help me to to grow up into this adult that's full of love, full of your ways. Because as the imagery continues towards the end in verse 12, the point is is that this love is just going to keep growing forever as we said. Verse 12, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, Then we shall see face to face. Just think for a moment about an old mirror. Back at the time when this letter was written, some 2,000 years ago. Do you think they had good mirrors back then? No. Even our mirrors today can get dirty and you look at the reflection, it's not perfect. Or the mirror might be small like the, the picture there. We don't see perfectly into a mirror. That's a reality. And just like that, we don't see god's love perfectly now because we're not in god's presence in heaven seeing his face we're not before our creator 
basking in his love. But one day we will. What a vision that we will see God face to face. We will be before our loving God and we'll be in his embrace. What's, that is so something to cherish. That picture for us to strive towards of, of that love to grow within us. That is coming. Because also now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. This idea of acceptance by God in heaven. And when we get there, we will understand all of life and the mysteries. And we will be fully known by God's in heaven. It's a picture of love and acceptance. And that's what's to come. So that's why we are to love, because the things of love last. So a verse that maybe you're familiar. There are three things that remain in life that are central to the Christian journey. What are they? They're up there. Faith, hope, and love. And which one is the greatest? Love. So a bit of a challenge today. Let's not embrace this week ahead thinking, how can I get more for me? How can I get some stuff from this world or from the people around me? The question is, how can I this week be full of love towards God, but also full of love to the people around me? How can I actually care about their well-being so much that they will be built up, even if it's costly for me? Because the picture we see of sacrificial love in the Bible, of what God has done for, that, for, for, for us, is that he's given so much so that we will find faith and be built up. So too, let's copy that picture of love, where we give of ourselves. So what if our bank balance goes down a bit? So what if, if it's given up our weekend where we wanted to go and go do something exciting, but instead we're, we're, we're helping someone with their practical needs? If we're doing love, then we're actually growing the things of God, and it's a good thing. We put our hearts into what God would have us do. We build up that, and that leads us into a beautiful eternity with God. The love of God is incredible, and it's for us to live out. But that is a mighty challenge in the face of our current day. So let's pray for help. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we thank you for your incredible love. We thank you that you have first loved us. Help us as we think about the week ahead and as we think about what you would have us do. Lord, change our hearts and our minds and our actions to be all about love, to be about your ways. And Lord, we're sorry for the times that we get this all wrong. Help us, Lord, just to even understand your ways of love and that, Lord, from there you might help us to take steps forwards. We ask for your help in this in Jesus' name. Amen.